Enlighten Me, the podcast everyone is talking about with your host, Julian. This is your host, Julian, on Enlighten Me. And today we're going to do real estate part two. Before we get started, if you can just search my YouTube channel, just search Enlighten Me. I'm also on Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon, and about seven other platforms. Just search Enlighten Me. Please rate it. If you want to get on the podcast or you want to hear a subject, just search or actually email me at Julian Enlighten Me at gmail.com. Uh, we got Ryan today and the hubby in the background, so I appreciate you coming on. If you can briefly, <laughs> you can hey briefly introduce yourself. <laughs> hey guys, my name is Ryan Green. I am a licensed Florida State realtor. Um, and today I'm going to help Julian out with some questions about real estate um, and enlighten you guys. Okay. So the big question everybody's always asking is, are the house, is the housing market going to go down? So Julie and I were briefly talking about this a few minutes ago. Um, we both have different opinions, I would say. So for me, um, in my line of work, what I would say is I don't see the market crashing. Right now, we have a steady, steady market for buyers, also sellers. Um, and I don't know if that's just because of where we're located or what, but the market is definitely maintaining. Um, and I see more of us. I see more of it stabilizing to where the inflation of the houses or the prices of the houses are coming down. There's more of negotiations happening. Um, you know, buyers are willing to give incentives. So I don't think we're going to see a huge dip like we did before. What do you think? Um, it's not my realm, but I, I do think that it will go back down. But I think it's going to be a, new, a whole new threshold on everything. I think everything even the economy itself, everything's going to be a little higher than it, it is. And uh, not to get too in-depth, but I think our pay needs to increase a little bit because we <laughs> ain't, ain't making no money. But on that note, I, yeah, I do think it's going to go down a little bit. And uh see you, Andrew. Uh, hope all is well. Again, those who are uh, listening on Spotify, Google, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts, I am going live and I am doing videos. So make sure you tune in on YouTube as well. So uh, go ahead and... What do you think the first step to actually buying a home is? Or I know you got some notes here, so let's, let's touch on those. Yeah, so I know last time we had a lot of questions, and I really wanted to get you guys those answers. And then also just some myths and stuff as just an agent that I get, you know, questions that are asked all the time. Um, so um, let's see. Um, I would say one of the biggest myths that we have um, it's going to be, so when you first start the process of buying a home, you're going to get hooked up with an agent, a real estate agent and a lender. You have to know what you're qualified for. Um, and then the other thing is you want to have an agent to start the home search. So you, you need to tell your agent what you're looking for in a home, and then you'll be able to figure out your budget too once you get with the lender. So a lot of people will say, oh, well, I've already started the process with the lender a couple days ago. They ran my credit. Um, so you can shop around. You do not have to go with that, that lender. Um, you can have your credit ran. It's okay. Um, you have 45 days, um, and it's only one inquiry. It'll count as one. Um, it's not going to drop your credit score a hundred points. It's not anything drastic. Um, so within 45 day limit, you can go ahead and run your credit a couple times to rate shop and it will only count as one inquiry. So... Don't be afraid to shop lenders. Um, you definitely want to find out about lender fees. Um, 
if there's origination points that they're going to charge. What's origination points exactly? Um, so origination points are going to be part of the loan. So um, what's the best way to explain it? So if you are looking at like a fee sheet from your lender, there will it'll say points. So that is what a lender is charging you to do. Normally, it's going to be 1% of the purchase price. Um, and so if it's one point, that's 1%. Two points, two percent, um, and then it just goes on from there. So, do you usually have to pay for uh, the points, or can the lender actually get the least one? So, let's say that let's say that you want a rate buy down. Let's say your rate is like seven percent, and it's like your mortgage payment's just crazy. If you want to buy that rate down, there are points associated with buying down the rate. Um, you can buy your rate down. You can also, the big thing happening right now is the 2-1 buy down. Um, a lot of people are doing that because the rates are a little bit higher than they have been. Um, we went to a market where your interest rate was 2%. Um, and now we're seeing, you know, the mid sixes, maybe even the sevens, just depending on your FICA score. Um, so the 2-1 buy down, essentially what's going to happen is you're buying down your interest rate. Um and it will be low for um, an, a, an amount of time. And then it's going to go up. So you're going to have a, a low mortgage payment and then it'll fluctuate to go up. Okay. Um, and so a seller can buy a rate down. Um, Now it's back on recording. All right, that's interesting. We apologize for that. Again, I'm using dual platforms, so I'm going to have to use my second laptop and uh, stream off of that probably next time. So you said this. Uh, so you said how much does it usually cost to buy a point down? Um, so to buy a point down is usually um, 1% of the purchase price. Um, so obviously everybody has a different purchase price, so your percentage is going to be different. Okay. And what was it? something else you wanted to touch on? I saw something. Um, so also, if you are a VA buyer, another um, thing that I get asked all the time is how do you get the VA fee, um, VA funding fee waived? So if you have a disability rating or you have your rating, um, if you have a 10% rating for your VA funding fee or your disability, they'll rate, they will waive your VA funding <laughs> fee. Um, just 10% of disability um, will get that VA funding fee waived. And so if you are a first-time home buyer, I want to get this right. So if you're a first-time home buyer, your VA funding fee is 2.3% of the purchase price. And that's going to be rolled into the loan. 
if you are a second time home buyer or on, it's going to be 3.6 after that. And that's of the total purchase price. Um, and that is your down payment and that's rolled into the loan. And then depending on if you put money down, it can also go down too. So what is it for, how much does it usually go down? So is it, isn't like, if you put a thousand dollars down, it doesn't even go down that much, right? No, it won't. It, it has different percentages. Um, and it just, it just depends on how much you're willing to put down and that's how it'll change. But first time it's 2.3% of the total purchase price. Yeah. And then anytime after that is going to be 3.6, um, of the total purchase price. Okay. 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 Do you have Andrew Posey? Oh, I appreciate Andrew. Andrew's in there rooting for us. Hey, Andrew. We're live on Facebook for those who are listening. <laughs> and hopefully Riverside doesn't do us dirty again. And I disconnect. know. Hopefully Riverside works this time. Yeah. It, it, I think it's because it's using the same camera. If I had another camera, it'd be good to go. Okay. So common myths. That's exactly. Yeah. Um, so another one is when you're buying, you have to have 20% down. That is not true. Um, there are a lot of first time home buyer programs where you don't even have to have a down payment. Um, there's also USDA. You don't have to have a down payment and you don't have to be a first time home buyer as well. Um, so there's a lot of, a lot of programs out there for first time home buyers. If you're concerned about you know, the myth of you have to have 20% down and 20% of the total purchase price. So if you're looking at a home that's $107,000, that's a hefty down payment if you're mm -hmm. thinking you have to put down 20%. Yes. <laughs> that's that's, all I don't know about that. Yeah. That, that's quite a bit. You said that. We're going for VA. I know a lot of people always talk about VA. And there's, there's no down payment for the VA. No, you don't have to put a down payment down. Um, essentially, your down payment is rolled in because of that VA funding fee. Yeah. And if you do have a disability rating of the 10%, that will be waived. Um, but no, there's not a down payment um, required. There might be some closing costs that you'll have to bring to the table, but Why? maybe not. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, yeah, Julian knows all about bringing cash to the table to purchase a home. Guys, last minute. Do you have questions Literally about that? Twenty minutes. <laughs> you and that. I told her, and she was shocked too. So I'm worried because she's shocked. I'm shocked. Nobody knows what's going on. And then I had my my goods already arriving. Her husband was already taking my goods in at my crib. So I'm like, <laughs> I ain't got no other means. <laughs> like I can't go nowhere else. Julian dropped a lot of money. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but he does have a fabulous house, guys. It is, I do. God is good. It is really I'm pretty. pretty um, it's really uncommon for someone to bring a lot of money to the closing table when they are VA, <laughs> but it does happen <laughs> more than you think. That's the first time I'm. Usually, I get paid. I get money back. I've been paid. Yeah. So that's another thing. If you're VA, um, you cannot get more than your earnest money deposit back at closing. Um, that's just kind of a guideline. So let's say you put $1,200 down for EMD. You can't get $5,000 back for a VA loan. Um, so I know a lot of people think that, you know, if there's leftovers that, oh, I can get like a check for five grand and I only put 1200 down. You can't with VA. Mm. I think Andrew, Andrew said, uh, why are they based off percentages and not flat fees? Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's just that's just how they 
they did it. They just made it percentages, I'm guessing, because, you know, it's based off of the purchase price and the percentage is based off of that. So you're making a little bit of money, I guess. Still hurt from that, honestly. (laughs) This ring light hurts my eyes, my whole everything's going on right now. Yeah, and I think so that was that wasn't even your first home, so you were paying the three point six percent for your VA funding fee. My third home. So I was like, all right, cool. I've done this before. Well, at least you have deep pockets and you covered the fee, so it's okay. Uh, I sold that second home. If it wasn't for that, I'd be homeless right now. (laughs) Guys, don't do what Julia did. Make sure you talk to your lender prior. (laughs) That's tragic. It's a closing and make sure that you have a very good understanding of the money you need to bring for closing. Um, Because in a lot of cases, you cannot back out. Um, You're going to have to go to closing. And if they say, hey, you got to bring 12000 and you thought it was 2000 Well, you're bringing 12000 They've already seen your bank account. Oh, <laughs> know. shots fired. Where's that shot? Is there... I got no little... It's <laughs> <laughs> only clapping. I don't want the clapping. <laughs> oh, man. Really, this a little... Julian um, is a great example. There you go. <laughs> there you go. It's too much laughing. It's too much laughing. Uh, All right. It's funny now. It wasn't funny then for him, no, though. I still had nightmares about it, to be honest. He, do, he does have positive equity in his home, though. So even though he did have to drop a lot of money, he does have some positive equity in his home. Um, so it'll benefit him. You know, he's military. And if he does leave to sell his home, he should be able to get a little money back. God is good. Yeah. All right, let's let's get off of the uh, the Julian and Owen money. Yeah. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> oh, that, Jesus. I'm sorry, guys. It, it really does make me laugh because the way he explains it, it is really funny. It's a tragedy. All right. So let's see. What are some other things? Um, I know last time we were talking about mortgage payments and paying them once a month versus oh, wow. twice a month. That was actually a lot of people coming in. So we were talking about mortgage payments last time, paying them one time versus um, twice a month. So if you guys are paying $1,200 on the first of the month, every single month for 12 months, um, it is better to break that $1,200 payment up twice a month. Um, For military, I know that you guys get paid on the first and the 15th, so you can split it up and knock some of that interest down. So essentially, you make 12 payments in a year, right? Um, If you're paying twice a year, you're making 24 payments, right? Um, It will lower your um, interest. Sorry, Jillian's distracting me, guys. Take the Wi-Fi because it says lagging on Facebook. Oh, yeah. iPhone. There. All right. Yeah, it says a little laggy. Thanks. Appreciate it, Lay. Is it better? Even though- uh, We were like robots? Is it? Like, even though you disappear every like six months, but let me know. Is it still lagging, y'all? Can y'all see everything? Dollar, dollar bill, Julian. Who said that? <laughs> Andrew. Andrew, I wish. I appreciate it, fam. Another middle school hey, friend. Hey, Savannah. How are you? Can't always, always pull, pull a loan out. out. Okay. On your TSP. This is. All right. So, John Lay, the one that disappears every six months, say, can't always pull a loan out of your own TSP or IUL. This way it's tax-free and you're paying interest into your portfolio without affecting it. So your TSP as in like coming out of your paycheck every month or? um, 
like after you've already done. Hey, Lay. So I just sent you the link. You can hop in. They'd be like, he's going to disappear ago. again. Again, he's going to definitely disappear. Who's going to disappear? Lay. He comes. He hits me up with oh. advice, and then he disappears for like six months. Good oh. advice. Stuff like that. Are we still lagging? I feel like we're not lagging, guys. Are we lagging at all? Yeah, it is. I can see the time. The time's like, ugh. see how the time's like. Riverside's doing well, though. Riverside's doing really well. So what's up with Facebook? Why is it being so stupid? Probably because I'm dual on it. Some ghetto Wi-Fi. All right. Well, last time we didn't get to touch on selling at all. Um, and I would like to talk about selling. Yeah, um, so selling guys, um, a seller pays the agent's commission. Um, and that kind of ties in with buyers too. Buyers will sometimes ask, why do I need an agent? Uh, you should have an agent. It's good to have representation while you're, you know, buying, um, we know about the contracts, you know, there's some things with buying a home that maybe you might not know, but also the seller is going to pay um, the real estate agent commission, guys. So if you're a buyer and you're thinking about foregoing your agent um, because of commissions, the seller pays it in Florida. Um, I don't know about any other state, but in Florida, they pay it here. So if you're a buyer and you're thinking about not having an agent, um, just know that you don't have to pay the commissions. Um, so selling, um, well, you were thinking about selling a property. Um, so what was one of the th first things you did when you were thinking about selling or putting your house up on the market? Um, I looked at the houses around it, see how much it was selling for, see if I could gist off of it. Then I went and hit a realtor up and they, they did the same exact thing I did. And I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. So what are we working with? And they're like, well, was it 2.5? Is it 2.5 they get? It depends. So normally it's like a 6% total, but I mean, it's split it just between varies. the two, right? Yeah. It just varies. Um, it, it literally varies, um, for everybody. Okay. So that's what I was no doing. No set price. No set price. I was looking around and stuff like that, but I sold too late because I lowered mine 15 G's and then people are like, oh, okay, he's going to keep lowering mine. It was dumb. My dumb they were waiting. Shit. So it was 10 G's and I didn't get nothing. And then I get hit with five G's and then people are like, oh, my dog got sick, so I can't buy your home. Like, Come on now. You know, this is, this is a lot of money to be dealing with. So then somebody low bid me. So we'll just put numbers up right now. So it was like, <laughs> I lowered it down to 250. And then somebody wanted to low ball me and go 190. So I was like, give me this man's number so I can call him. Did they ask for concessions too? Uh, they asked for everything. Closing calls. <laughs> and I was like, yo, the disrespect, you peasant. What are you doing? So I took it off the market and rented it out. And uh, once it comes back up, I'm going to definitely sell it. Yeah. Um, so if Julian had contacted me about selling his house, one of the first things I would have done is go over to his house. Um, you know, like check it out. Make sure um, like wear and tear wise. Look at the carpet if you had carpet. Um, look at the cabinets. Um, I would suggest like if you have family pictures, you know, take them off the wall. You want buyers to.
lights and really maybe, you know, light a candle or put like some muffins on before the showing, you know, have a good um, scent going in the home. That's always really well um, to do. But the main thing is make sure that um, clutter and stuff, you know, is taken off your counters, um, no personal photos, just allow the buyers to really see themselves in your home. That's going to be a big thing. Um, if your home is in stage, some people can like see, you know, like where the furniture goes, other people can't. Um, so that's kind of just a hit and miss with that one. So if you're worried about, you know, moving out and selling your house with it being vacant, it's just, a, it's really a hit and miss. Some people have the vision and other people don't. Yeah. I know that when I was selling my house in uh, South Carolina, I'm going to post a link. So those who want to join, you can, I'll see you in the queue. You can get on. And, and <laughs> talk that. Their family from Facebook. I've heard, let's see. Andrew said, I've heard that a good concept about from buy a house, especially in a tough market, you can always work with the seller's agent and offer less mm-hmm. than the asking price in exchange for the agent getting 6% instead of 3%. Um, so some agents can do dual agents can be a dual agent. Um, so they can work with both the buyer and the seller. Um, in some states they can't. So just be careful with that. It just depends on what state you're in guys. Um, I think my friend, I was talking to a friend in Tennessee and they do not do dual agency there. Put pictures up (laughs) of their Facebook. Traditionally. Yeah, that normally works. However, this is, this is bubble is changing the dynamics of the seller's market. There, well, his question moved. Right. Yeah. Oh, um, that it? Let's see. However, this bubble is changing the dynamics of the seller's market because there is still a shortage of homes. Rates aren't dropping as fast as predicted. Like that X, yeah. We have five viewers, 17 reactions, 18 comments. I'll bet. All right, those who are on my podcast, I apologize. Riverside's acting up. I should probably triple it with Anchor, the main platform that blasts all the podcasts out. So she was talking about setting your, making your home more appealing when, you, uh, when you're selling it. So the home I had in South Carolina people actually thought it was a model home that I, I was so good. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Pinterest decor was bit. really nice. Yeah. So I have a little camera in my home. 
security reasons. And I could hear people talking like, I can't believe this house is selling. So that did help it tremendously. I had about nine offers within 24 hours. Yeah, it definitely helps if you have your house nicely staged or, you know, just your furniture in there. It's nice. So people can kind of see where they're going to put their couch, where they're going to put their table. Um, Sometimes they can envision, even if it's not the same couch they would use, they're like, ooh, you know, I can do a sectional here. Um, And it gets them excited. So Reggie asks, would you say it's bad to purchase a foreclosure, a foreclosed home? No, I don't think it's bad at all. Um, It depends on what type of leverage you have. Um, If you're a cash buyer, you know, just make sure you're watching the market to make sure that you're going to make a percentage after your renovation. So, you know, check what needs to be done to the house, like major ticket items, the roof, the water heater, um, a renovation to the kitchen major renovations to your bathrooms? Um, is there foundation issues? Um, is there any type of like zoning laws or anything that is going to require you to, um, you know, won't let you do the renovations that you're thinking about, but definitely foreclosures are great. I mean, it's quick cash. If you can, you know, flip a house quickly. Um, I think it's great. You might get hit with capital gain, just be knowledgeable of that. Um, so capital gain, if you're not familiar with that, if you buy a property, let's say you buy a property for 200000 um, if you sell it within a certain amount of time and you profit so much off of it, um, the state is going to charge you a capital gain fee. Um, I don't know what the percentage is, percentages are for that, but you could get charged a capital gain. So take that into account when you are um, calculating your percentages for you know, how much you're going to profit. Hey, Evelyn, Evie, I appreciate you sharing it. If y'all could take, I'll take a moment just to share this live. Be greatly appreciated. And I think a gentleman said, Jay, Corey, loving the education sharing. Many people need this not to be scared to buy in this market. Very true. Yeah, you shouldn't be scared at all. Um, It's an easy process. It's more intimidating than anything. Um, I remember when my husband and I went to go buy our first house. We bought our first house in Fayetteville, North Carolina. The ratchets. <laughs> off of Morganton Road. The ratchets. It was like $75,000. It had been on the house, I mean, on the market for like nine months. Um, it was completely yellow inside and out. Um, it had dark wood throughout the whole thing, outdated appliances, and it had a forest of bamboo in the back. <laughs> the bamboo was crazy. Um, but we bought it for 70000 and it was our first home. And I think the most intimidating thing was just finding out if we were qualified. Like, are we going to be able to afford this $75,000 house? Um, but <laughs> we were hooked up with a really good lender. And our, I think our payment was like, what, 500 bucks a month? Um, and we kept it for a few years until it burnt down. Um, and it was also a great rental property until um, we didn't have the most uh, favoring tenants because they didn't take care of the house. But it worked for a rental for us. We made, I don't know, like three fifty dollars a month for a little bit of time. So, I mean, it was cool. But buying a house, you know, as long as you're working with the right lender and you find a good agent who can educate you or even reach out to friends who have bought before um, and learn from I was terrified. their mistakes and things that <laughs> they do right as well. Um, you know, I was terrified. 
You were terrified when you bought your first house? Who has? My first house was. Damn. I forgot what my first house was. It's too many numbers. How yeah, much did you spend on your first house? Dang. What did I spend? Over 200? I think it was three. Oh, big spender, guys. Huh? I didn't even spend over 100000 time. We had too. a dual income, too, guys. I was eating ramen noodles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good price it? range, though. Maybe it was 290 I think it was 290 Okay. Still a really good price range. Yeah, I think it was 290 Yeah, I was terrified because I was like, I've never spent more than, you know, the average car, 25000 30000 So I just, I'm in debt. Yeah. A good debt. I'm happy with that. Yeah. But it was, it was scary. Well, investing money yeah. into the housing market is better than investing into a car because the depreciation yeah. is terrible. Um, I really like cars. I've invested in a lot over the years. A lot. A lot. Um, oh, they said, what's the house worth now? Oh. What house? Your first house? So he actually lives in my neighborhood. My in, old neighborhood in, in, in Virginia. Snap yeah, in Stafford, Woodbridge. Wood, Woodbridge, yeah. Okay. It's, it's it got some, you know, might might go a little bali bali. Yeah. Some uh, close to what? Uh oh, good job. Oh that's, man, Andrew, what you doing over there making that? I know that's a hefty. I was um, gonna be a mini stripper, but that's, <laughs> that's that a good budget. Okay, Andrew, that's what's up, man. I'm glad to see people doing well. Yeah, for sure. Congratulations. And that's right around the corner. So yeah, where in Virginia, I think too. I was gonna ask where he was at. Andrew, for you're in Virginia? That budget. First of all, what are you doing for work? Because <laughs> I would like to know too what you do for work. <laughs> oh shoot. I appreciate the shares. The shares are going up. Uh go ahead and share a couple more, please. Once, twice. So I know some people One are time, jumping on. Yeah, look. Here you go. Where's he? What do you say? I bought for. Okay, let's go. I'll go in order. Houses are definitely better assets unless you're buying a classic car. Very true. Yeah. Oh, is that Corey? I've got a lot of negative equity in a lot of the cars because I'm a I'm a yearly trader. Yeah. You don't trade in your cars yearly. That's a thing. <laughs> the husband in the background. <laughs> the like trading in, background. in your car is is a thing. I, I try to stick to the three-year point, but for some reason, I do trade them. Oh, yearly. literally give me a Corolla. And Corollas are yeah. great on gas. You know, like a 2016, 2006. I don't care anymore about the car look. Yeah, I'm not driving that. What? I drive a Suburban guy, so. <sighs> a great option for little to no money down. I'm a hustler, baby. I bought 410, did 10K renovations. Now it sits at 485. Yeah. Told yeah. you, late. He, he just. Yeah, that's great. He was, he's knowledgeable, but he just keeps disappearing. <laughs> he just keeps jumping back on. Yeah, he just. He, yeah. I'm calling you out too. Online. VA loans are a great option for little to no money down. Yeah, they are. If, and, um, you know, if you used to be in the military and you don't know if you have entitlements, reach out to a lender. They can search and see. Um, I talked to a lady the other day. She was interested if her husband had entitlements. He served in 
I want to say it was like 1990, 1984, I think she said, and they were interested in using his entitlements for the first time. Um, I called a lender that I regularly used, and she was able to find out um, if he was um, eligible to buy VA and then, you know, get them approved. So if you are VA, um, you know, you've served before and you don't know if you have entitlements, reach out to a lender or reach out to an agent who can hook you up with the lender to see if you're eligible. That's an easy, easy process, guys. You said live in it for one or two years and turn it into a rental. Yeah. Buy low, sell high, or buy low, and then rent it out. Do some minor improvements. Sure the people that rent it, they, like your property managers do a full onset background check. Yeah. And also I've heard some horror stories. Like make sure you're doing inspections here and there. And checking back with the property manager. Because Lord, <laughs> I say gosh damn. <sighs> I say gosh damn. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a, it's a, um, it's a learning process that costs yeah, a lot of money. Yeah. And I mean, you don't know, like your tenants, they could move six people in your house. I mean, you don't know. And they'll say, oh, they're my cousins visiting. <laughs> I suggest you go up there at least like <laughs> twice a year because you can give them a 24 hour notice or whatever in the contract and just go check it out. Because some property managers is like, oh, yeah, I went there, checked the ice maker and that was it. No, we don't do that around here. Don't do that. Yeah. Shenanigans. For sure. So I want to put in an LLC eventually and take equity to buy another house for a rental. That's a good idea. Um, I know there's a lot of people who buy a house and they'll, you know, do a minimal renovation, but enough to get some equity out of the house. They'll take the equity out and then they'll buy a property and they keep doing that over and over and over again. Matter of fact, on Sunday, um, I met this lady who is from... South Carolina and North Carolina, her and her husband came into this open house. They're just sweet, sweet couple, and they are looking for potentially a secondary home here or um, to grow their rental properties. So she started, I don't know, years and years ago. Um, she's renovated 27 houses, but she was telling me the first house that she renovated, she um, took the money out and then bought her first rental property. And now she has two homes. Um, two primary homes, and she has 10 rentals, and her and her husband are now looking to buy in Florida. So, I mean, there's definitely a process to it, and you can, um, you know, start it. It's definitely lucrative. They seem like they're doing really well, <laughs> for sure. So, I'm going back to our old live, looking up some of these. Looking up uh, some of those see. questions. Yeah. My phone, some, yeah. my phone died. Yeah, my phone died. I have some questions. Somebody else said bye. Uh, so, hello. Riverside's doing well. I don't know what's going on. It's doing good. So, I'll stop in a second. Uh, oh, no. That's it. We've been answering most of them. Okay. Does anybody want to hop on and say anything? I posted the link. I pinned the link in the chat. Yep, it's still there. Oh, you know, one thing that I did forget to mention. So um, as I'm going over this list, so a lot of people will say that you have to have two years of employment in order to qualify um, at the same job, two years at the same job. That's not true. Um, you have to have two years of employment and it doesn't have to be the same job. It just has to be a reliable, stable income that you can prove to the lender to get approved. Um, so 
if you've been at the same job for a year and you just recently changed careers um, and now you're in your second year, you can go ahead and show that as your two years of employment and show them. It doesn't matter that you changed the job. So if that's one of the reasons you have decided not to buy um, or that was keeping you from buying, you can definitely still buy. Any experience with just purchasing land? Actually, yes. So um, I have a lot of buyers looking for land right now. So I live in Crestview and one of the upcoming um, I guess cities or counties is Defuniac. They have a lot of land out there and the prices have been going up. Um, the land is worth a lot more than it was in the past. Um, people are wanting to build. Um, you have a lot of people just looking for land to build their forever homes. Like there is tons of people. They've got engineered drawings and they are looking for the perfect property to build their forever home on. That's what I'm doing next. Some people are looking for land for RV spots. So that, that's what I want. To yeah. Do. So they're looking for y'all like need to look into the RV stuff. Yeah. So they're looking for Ridiculous. small amount of acreage, um, and then they're going to set up the sewage and the electrical, um, and you know charge these people. You know, I don't know, five to eight hundred dollars, and they're buying this land for fifty thousand. Yeah. Um, the only thing with that is you have to make sure that the land has no restrictions. There are a lot of land. Um, there are a lot of lands that will not allow RVs. So make sure if you're out there buying land and you're looking to set up an RV, um, community or that's my next move campground. Definitely my next move. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of them and they're just doing rentals. Some of them are doing rentals because of like military moving. Yeah. Some people are doing like the Airbnb. They'll even buy a couple of RVs and put so, them on so the land. So that's my plan here. So I'll, once I sell the house, rent this out, buy RV, live next door. When people want to rent the home inside, I'll just go next door to the RV. So a lot of people have done that too. Um, I had a Play couple of me. people looking for Play houses and have the RV hook up next to the house so they could rent their home. And while their home is being yeah, exactly. rented, they're going to stay exactly. in the That's RV. Like, so sugar? essentially, someone's paying your Can mortgage and you're pocketing all that money. Oh, boy. I can clean it myself. Don't worry about the Airbnb. <laughs> Somebody else said something ratchet. Savannah said um, they're definitely trying to build their next home. We'll start looking at land now. Um, and I know a lot of lenders. So one of the biggest hurdles that I've had for my buyers buying land is that they feel that they have to pay cash. You do not have to pay cash for land. There are some lenders out there that do 100% financing. Best thing you can do if you're planning on building a home is start looking at land now. Um, get it financed. If you need to finance, pay cash, you know. Um, but if you are financing and let's say your plan is to build five to seven years from now, start looking at the land and you can pay it down over time. That way you're not going to have your um, land financing and your home. But there are some packages where you can do land and the home package. Um, but they do have 100% financing. So I know a lot of people feel that they can't look at land because they've got to come up with, you know, seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 in cash. But that's not true. How much would that even be to start up the RV camp or the campground? I don't know. So there's this dude at work. He was telling me about it because he bought an RV because his family moved. Uh, okay, I see you late. Hold on one sec. I'll, I'll let you in now. I'm going to finish the story. About damn time, though. My man. My drill sergeant, buddy. Um, so 
where was I? So this man, he his family left. He's getting out the military, and he was telling me that the RV, RV, the RV land. They're literally selling lots of land for like houses, two hundred k lots, little fuck, like, like no bigger than your house, like two hundred k. It's just yeah. a little land with a little hookups and sewage and all that. Yeah. So I'm like, what am I doing wrong in my life? But and here's Lay. What's up, Lay? You gonna tell me what I'm doing wrong? We can't see your face. Can you turn your camera on? Or you just want to hop on audio? One of the biggest costs associated with your land is going to be having the power ran and the water. So um, if you want to keep the cost down for building, make sure that the electric is accessible to the property. It's already cleared. Um, There's water close by. You know, they don't have to run lines really far because that's where it starts getting expensive as long as it's at the road it gets it's okay okay lays on so those who are tuning on facebook i will relay everything that lay is saying to y'all so what's up lay speak to me and welcome to enlighten me hey yeah what's going on what's going on No. <laughs> hey, wait. Yeah. So wait. Give it the wait. Okay. Okay. So everyone who's tuned in on Facebook, he's basically saying you can use your TSP to help you with the uh, correct me if I'm wrong with the down payment for your your home. Is that correctly? So would the TSP be after you are discharged from the military, or you leave the military? Or are you talking about why you're in the military? Okay. Yeah, I think I, I think I even knew that when I when I came in AIT. I'm sure uh, Wade he'll be on the podcast, you guys, later on down the road. I'm sure he can uh, he can speak more on that. How did you find that out, Lee? 
Just move it over. Camera. Okay. Very true. You have seven properties. Okay. That's awesome. So how many homes are you looking to buy? So uh, those who can't hear him again, he has seven homes and he's looking to buy the eighth. I almost said ninth. Eighth home. No, no, I think it's delayed. I have a lot of stuff going on at the same time. And I got a Cox internet. So um, people who are just starting out or military, if you're just starting out TSP, he's saying it's a great investment. Um Let's see. Reggie wanted to know, wouldn't you endure multiple fees for pulling money from the TSP before the age of 59? Do you know if there's any fees of, associated when you've pulled the money out from your TSP? Mm. Yeah, I was going to say you have conflicting. So can you relay that? Yeah. Um, so is Lee, right? Lay. Lay, sorry. Um, so Lay is saying that if you pull money from your TSP, there's no um, fees associated. What's happening is it's pretty much a personal loan to yourself. You're going to be paying it back to yourself. Um, it's not like you're pulling it out for retirement as if you're getting paid a monthly payment every single month, you know, for the rest of your life. Um, what would be what would be your retirement pay? Um, he's saying this is a different thing where um, you're pulling out a loan and it's going to be your loan and then there will be some type of interest on there, but it's going it's to go back into your TSP, that interest. Um, it's not like a car loan where it's, you know, 3.5% of, you know, the monthly payment and then you're paying that to someone else. This is investment for you. And it's not a retirement. It's completely different. The, there's different ways to pull the money from the TSP. Would you say that's correct? Did I explain that okay? Okay. So Naya said that you will be taxed. Um, Naya, can you explain that a little bit? If you're still on here? <laughs> 
Let's see what she says. So she could be talking about the retirement. Yeah, I think they are. Okay. Yeah, last year was a bad year. Yeah. What did he say? TSP has averaged up 22% since Obama took over. Okay. Uh, so 59 and a half years old. Um, if you pull it then. Yeah. It'd be, uh, 10%. Any other questions? Now you can get hop on too, or Reggie, if you have any other questions. Because again, Lay can't hear y'all, and but he can see what y'all are typing. Yeah, so we're just relaying the message back and forth to you guys. Um, Lay said that uh, Reggie, if you do pull the money at fifty nine and a half, you do get a ten percent um, fee charged. And then he said, if you can wait, you know, definitely wait. But if not, um. You do get that fee. We can take probably about two more questions and we're going to wrap this up, y'all. Yeah, it's late at night. What do y'all, uh, Lay, you have anything else to relay? I'm going to write this down. <laughs> I wonder if they can hear like this. My advice is get it, print out the other two. That way you don't think there's printers to this your room. Um, and then you just pay whatever. Now, there was an individual that says, is it worth getting the man loan? I would only do that not planning on retiring. You've got to go and hustle because you want to earn as much real estate as possible and then rent it out. And your target audience right now should be around university. Because you can rent out by the doors instead of a full family home and double or triple that rental property. Okay. So, Lay, they actually can hear you. Can you speak a little louder? This is as loud as it can go, people. I'm sorry. But she's usually putting her, her, uh, <laughs> her, her headphone on the microphone. So, y'all can hear. And I can't turn. 
Yeah, we can hear you. Jason wants to know. This is it says low, but I mean it's doable. Let me let me find a. All right. Hopefully that's not too much. Try it now, Lay. I turned everything up. Hope it's not. Can you guys hear me now? Oh, oh God. God. I can hear you. Turn this man down a little bit. All right. No, hey, so uh, basically, this is a two-parter. Um, just because I saw multiple questions. Earlier, you guys said, you know, how does an individual who is starting out fresh get into this whole rental business? Um, what I did as a 19-year-old kid was I went and got a starter home, which is basically two to three bedrooms. What I did was, you know, I kept the master bedroom to myself and I found two roommates that was going to pay, you know, what a traditional two bedroom apartment was going to cost or a one bedroom apartment. In the end, what happened was I'd never paid out of pocket for my mortgage. My roommates paid everything to include bills. They just didn't know about it. All right. <laughs> so once you start building equity on that, then you can leverage your asset. Now, I don't recommend paying it off early. Just take all the profit and invest in something else. Because the market, let's say stock market, for instance, is just going much faster than what the current APR or what you can regain or recover by paying off early. Um, there was an individual that said, is it worth getting a land lot and build fresh? Um, normally, I would advise against it. However, if you're looking for a retirement home, yeah, that's ideal. You build it to however you see fit. But that's custom, and it's going to be very hard to sell. Um, versus starter homes, which is going hot on the market right now. My advice for everybody is try to find a home that is around schools, universities uh, in particular, because if you can find a home that has three to four bedrooms, refurnish, renovate it, and turn it into a dorm. That way now you have four separate tenants paying what would equate to three, two to three times what a family rental would be. Questions, comments? We have to wrap this up, Lay. Yeah. You have to hop on to part that's three. A, I think that's a great, um, I think that's a great statement. If you are looking for land and you're going to buy um, a forever home, it's great. Um, you know, just be knowledgeable of where the market is. If you build a $700,000 custom home, you might not be able to get that when you go to sell it. Um, first time home buyers, definitely look at the market. Um, look where you're buying the house. See where these, you know, see where these houses in the neighborhood have sold recently. If you're buying a house that's super outdated um, and the other homes in the neighborhood have sold in the past six to 12 weeks or even six months, Look at what they've sold for, see if they're updated and kind of compare and see if you, you know, if you pump $40,000 into that house, are you going to be able to sell it for $90,000 more? Um, try to gauge the market. Um, make sure you buy somewhere where it makes sense. You know, don't go and buy this house and think that if you drop 50 grand, you're going to get $95,000 off of it. 
or make $95,000 off of it just because you put in a new kitchen, new bathrooms, new siding, a new roof, hot water heater, you know, whatever it may be, you might not make that much. Yeah. I will take this last one. Take this last one. So he said, best advice for a retiring vet transitioning into a new realtor career. Um, are you in Florida? Just wondering where you're at. Oh, appreciate it, Larry. Thank you for putting that in there. Let's see, it's still streaming. Yeah, Riverside's doing really well. I'm actually yeah. surprised. Um, so let's, let's just say you're, you're not in Florida or you are in Florida. Either way, um, if you are going after your real estate license, um, one of the biggest things that I can say, um, from going through the whole process is make sure you interview your brokerage, make sure that there is education, everything that you learn to pass that real estate exam, you will not use. <laughs> <laughs> None of it. Everything we um, it is not practical. Um, yes, you'll touch on contracts and stuff, but the practicality of the actual education that you will get, you're not going to use it. Um, there is so much to learn. Uh, make sure when you check with your brokerage, see if they have desk fees, just see what they have to offer. Education is going to be key for your success. Yep. Um, your leads are not given to you. They you have to go out and, and get leads. You've got to pay for them. Um, if you want Zillow, that's a cost to you. Um, you could get on a team that has leads already, but your leads, you're you're going to go out and get them. You're going to start talking to people. Um, it's great if you are already in the area. Let's say that you're born and raised in the area. You want to be an agent. That's wonderful. You already have a baseline, a foundation for clients, right? Um, don't be insulted. Like if your friends or family don't use you, it's okay because they've probably already used an agent before and they'll probably go back and use that agent again, even though you have your license. Um, I, I would say just make sure you get a lot of education. Um, the biggest thing is it's expensive to be an agent. Um, we pay a lot of dues, a lot of fees, and you just don't want to hang your license and pay thousands of dollars and you don't get any clients, you know, um, that's hard. That's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's that, not that, fun. That's just, that's <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's very expensive. Um, you have to pay an MLS due. You have super fees. Um, and then you have your license fees. So it's very expensive. Um, and, you know, people just don't walk in the door anymore and be like, hey, I'm here to buy a house. So <laughs> just just make sure your education is there um, and just be with a brokerage who can support you and give you the education you need. Oh, congratulations. Signed with e EXP Realty. Already licensed. That's awesome. Um, so if you're already part of the brokerage education, um, e-car classes. I don't know if you have e-car because um, you're in South Carolina, but we have e-car here and it's um, where we pay our dues and you can sign up for classes to help write your contracts, to help um, understand contracts. Just um, And they have commercial contracts too. Um, in Florida. Um, so I've had, you get commercial, um, you've got residential as is, um, there's a lot of different contracts and you don't learn that. So definitely, um, reach out to what education you can and just learn all the things you can. Um, see if you can get a mentor. 
um, that's great too. See, if, or just find an agent that will help you, um, a seasoned agent. See if you can do open houses, see how they engage with their customers. So if any um, of these people have that. questions, uh, what's your email? Can they, they get your email? Oh, yeah. Email? Um, so my email um, is ryan, R-Y-A-N-N, <laughs> at 21bmp.com. Um, and I'll also just give you my cell phone number. It's public information anyway. <laughs> so um, if, you wanna, if you want to um, text me, uh, a lot of my clients text. So area code is 540 from VA guys, right. um, 272-9693. Um, reach out either way if you have questions. Um, I would love to help. Absolutely. I just put it in the chat. It's a little delayed, but uh, we're going to sign this off. It's getting late. I had to wait in like An five hour. hours or something like that. Yes. Five hours. But uh, late, I don't know if you're still there. Late fell asleep. Oh, oh, okay. I oh, appreciate it, Lay. Uh, yeah, we're live on Facebook as I mean on Instagram as well right now. Everybody's saying what's up, what's up? Appreciate it. Everybody live on Facebook, YouTube. Did I make it? But we're gonna get that tomorrow. <laughs> so those listening on Spotify, Apple, Google, and Amazon, I greatly appreciate it as well as Anchor. I'm gonna sign off now. So deuces. Thanks for the love, support. Ryan, you're phenomenal. Wade, Thanks. I can't wait to have Wade on a pull yeah, up a little gonna bit. Have a, they're gonna have a men's session, but right. I'm gonna chime in on this because let's be. Let's let's say that women are always right. What Men are not right <laughs> at all. So That's I'm gonna have to wrong. be a part. So just, I'm gonna have intrude. to be a part of this podcast. You can't no. on the podcast, guys. I'll be there. I'll make sure that the women are spoke for correctly because yeah. they're they gonna be in. spitting stuff that they does call not and make I'll sense. hang up as soon as they call. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking. I'll be here, guys. All right, let me get off this. Thing. All right, thank y'all. There's Thanks, this. guys. Have a good night. Oh my god. That's so crazy. So Lee, no something.